Welcome to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. My name is Sandra, and I'm the virtual mom bestie you didn't know you needed. Grab a cup, make yourself comfortable, and allow me to spill the tea on motherhood. Welcome back to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you all about being overstimulated as a mom. This is one of many, many things that I, and probably you, did not anticipate as you entered motherhood. I had no idea I could feel so overwhelmed and so overstimulated, and that is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what things make us feel so unbelievably overstimulated and how we can maybe try to mitigate some of that external noise. So let's jump in. Okay, so we become mothers and so many things change that we did not anticipate, right? (sighs) From mental health changes and feeling all out of sorts emotionally, mentally, our bodies change, our relationships change, our priorities change, our fears and anxieties change. I mean, the list goes on and on. And if you're new here, I talk about all of these changes throughout the various podcast episodes I've already posted and over on my Instagram at my best mom friend. So definitely check out all the other episodes and come over on Instagram, follow along and join the conversation. But today's topic specifically, I can't believe I haven't talked all that much about this because it so deeply affects me. We're going to talk about how unbelievably overstimulated we are. And it honestly took me a really long time to even recognize what I was feeling. So much of of motherhood, you're kind of on autopilot, especially the first year or two. And once things started to become a little bit easier, if you will, once my son turned two and I felt more in the groove in motherhood is when I sort of realized how deeply overstimulated my brain is. I don't know how I didn't, like, I couldn't put my finger on it, I guess. I don't know. Like, I just this past year realized how incredibly overstimulated I am. And, you know, Me personally, I'm probably just also trying to do way too many things at once. Like I have a full-time sales career. I run this Instagram and this podcast on the side is like a a passion project, sort of like side hustle. I am a mom. I am a wife. I am trying to nurture my friendships. I've picked up new hobbies and things that I'm doing, right? I'm sure I'm stretching myself very, very thin which probably causes a lot of my overstimulation as well. But I think we all feel it, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, you're a working mom. I don't think it matters how many extra hobbies and side hustles you have. I think we all feel this to some degree. So basically, it is all of the internal and external noise 
that was never there before. And I think when we think about being overstimulated, we think very much about just the external noises that are new, that were never there before, or perhaps they were there, but we weren't so busy in our internal minds that those external noises didn't bother us the way that they do now. So like our internal noise has been amplified with anxiety, with fear, and with thinking a thousand steps ahead at all times, which really is brought on by what we call the mental load of motherhood, right? It is the hundreds of things that not to generalize, but primarily we as moms think about that perhaps our partners don't think about. Um, I think it's also we are wired to more efficiently multitask. And so we take on more willingly. And that can lead us to feeling really overwhelmed. But I think it's that constantly thinking 10,000 steps ahead, thinking about how our child is developing. Are they being nurtured properly? Are we parenting them correctly? It's, it's reading the parenting books, listening to the podcasts, following the accounts, right? Where's my child as far as hitting milestones? Is he getting the nutrients he needs? What school is the best school to send him to? You know, I need to find a nanny or a babysitter or a daycare I need to keep up with all the doctor's appointments. Should I vaccinate him or should I not? (laughs) Like so many questions we have in our brains. You know, we're going to, you know, Michael's birthday party this weekend. Do I have the gift? You know, what is he into? I need to order it in time. What groceries do I need? What meals am I going to make? Is my son getting enough, you know, my child getting enough variety in what they're eating like the list goes on and on and on and on of what goes on inside our brains (sighs) I started to feel like things were just ping-ponging in my brain and I could not quiet the noise like I could not turn it off anymore and that started to make me feel so overwhelmed So I think when you have, as a mom or a parent, all of that internal noise that wasn't there before because you didn't have to care for another human, we're already overwhelmed and mentally overstimulated. And then we have all the external noise. And I'm going to get into all of the examples. And I want you to sit here and be like, yep, 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 yep. That overstimulates me that does, that does, like, I hope that this episode helps you feel very seen and to know that it is not just you um, and you're not a bad mom if you feel overstimulated, if you feel like you need a break or you need to walk away or you just want to get out of the house by yourself, like, that does not make you a bad mom, that makes you a normal human being. (laughs) So, according to a therapist, Overstimulation happens when our sensory system is flooded with input in a way that we cannot process effectively, such as too much input, like noise or touch, too quickly, 
or a sustained amount of input over time. When our nervous system reaches its maximum threshold of information, we can have a sympathetic nervous system response, fight, flight, or freeze mode, because we think we are in danger, which basically is what then makes us feel very anxious. Perhaps you're someone that has panic attacks, right? Or you just have this feeling of of being so out of control, I think so much too about motherhood is there's very little certainty, right? There's everything is uncertain. There's very little you can properly plan for because especially babies are very unpredictable as far as like their schedules and uh, it's a lot. (laughs) And it's like, not only did we not have another human to think about, right? We just really thought about ourselves We didn't have all this added external noise of like baby crying, the baby toys, all these things. And we weren't being touched all day long by someone, you know, maybe you used to enjoy your partner's touch, an intimate touch, but now, or, or maybe you like snuggling with your dogs or your pets. And now you have a baby laying on you all day or a clingy toddler And by the end of the day, you feel so touched out, which is another piece of being overstimulated. And then you put your child to bed and your dog wants to rub up on your legs or jump up on your lap and snuggle with you or or lick your feet or I don't know, whatever our, our dogs do to show affection. Or your partner wants to be snuggly or intimate and you the thought of anyone else touching you is just repulsive have you been there (laughs) for me personally um physical touch is one of my love languages so I definitely don't struggle with that as far as like my husband goes but when my dogs at certain seasons of motherhood were super whiny or needy or wanting to like lay on my lap after my son would go to bed I also was like no like I need space (laughs) so I think there are I think when we think about being overstimulated as moms perhaps we really just think about the noise like physically the noise input going into your ears I don't think we think so much about the mental stimuli or the touch stimuli because it's the touch, what actually the audible um, input, and then I think our mental, our mental gymnastics we're, we're, you know, practicing every single day (laughs) that we can no longer turn off. I think those are the three pieces that make us feel so overstimulated. And, you know, some of us can handle overstimulation. It's like, for example, for a variety of reasons, my husband and I are one and done. We only want one child. And again, there are so many reasons, but one of them is we, our capacity, we just feel like we could not handle more. We look at parents that have multiple children, two, three, four, five, and it just looks like chaos to us because we only have one very chill toddler. Um, and we look at each other and and we're just like, oh my gosh, like even just watching it makes us feel 
overstimulated or anxious, you know? And But those parents at least seem like they're handling it very well, right? Because we're saying we're done after one because we know what our capacity and our limits are. And other families are choosing to have more and more and more. So clearly, they're somehow wired differently than my husband and I are. And I'm sure those families also feel burnt out, overstimulated, overwhelmed, anxious, wanting a break, right? All the things. But I do think that some of us might have a smaller sensory bucket um, that can overflow more quickly. Same with like a patience bucket. Like some of us are more patient with our children and our partners and others, it just spills over and, you know, it might lead you to be more reactive in your, in your approach and your dialogue. And so I think it's the same for our sensory buckets. So some of us are more sensitive to sound or touch Um, So we're going to be more likely to be triggered by noise or more likely to feel very touched out. And it's just important to know that that's okay. So what I was saying is we used to just care for ourselves, of course, our partner as well, but mostly ourselves. We had time to do things that we enjoyed. We had time for self-care. We had freedom in the sense that we could run out and do whatever, whenever, you know, super spontaneously. And now there is this lack of silence. There's a lack of personal space. It, it, that's like ripped away the moment you birth your child. They immediately lay your child, your baby on your chest, right? Uh, at least if, if you're giving birth vaginally, I realize it takes a little bit longer to do that if you've had a C-section, but pretty much right away, um, you're, you're in charge of this little being and there really are no breaks. And so, you know, we feel like bad mothers when we admit that sometimes we think about our life before baby. Um, and it's just important to remember it's not that life was better before we had our child, it was just easier. So if you reframe it to that, I think that will help you remove that layer of feeling shame or guilt for having these thoughts. So this freedom, this personal space, the silence is kind of ripped away from you as soon as you have a baby and your opportunities to recharge or be alone are far and few in between. (laughs) So a lot has changed. And I think we need to just further unpack this and talk about what basic things make us feel so overstimulated. Okay, so when we're overstimulated, all of the background noises suddenly sound 200 times louder. And there are so many overlapping noises. So let's go through some examples. A lot of these are my own personal examples, um, but I also asked on Instagram, I put up a question box saying, what are things that overstimulate you as a mom? And I had an unbelievable 
amount of feedback and responses. And most of the responses are also things that overstimulate me. So I'm going to run through this very lengthy list. And like I said, I want you to have a mental checklist and check off the ones that you are also overstimulated by. Um, because I'm curious to see how many of these you agree with and then come over on Instagram and let me know because I'm curious. Okay. So again, basic things that were noises that we experienced before kids, but perhaps didn't bother us or that we completely were able to tune out. So the stove vent, the microwave, I'm going to tell you, our new microwave hums even after it stops cooking, whatever we call that in the microwave. (laughs) It continues to hum, I guess, as a like, hey, heads up, your food's ready. Don't forget about it. And it makes me so irritated. I cannot even tell you. Like, my office is downstairs, and if my husband or even me put something in the microwave and I'm working and I'm not quite ready to go get my food yet and it's humming I want to like punch a wall (laughs) like it drives me insane okay the bathroom fan oh my gosh the bathroom fan so I promise I won't I won't add a personal story to every single example but I realized I needed to talk to my therapist about my overstimulation when it started to make me feel angry. My husband plays basketball one day a week and I usually, that's like my night to be alone. I, you know, go upstairs early after I get my son down, lay in bed, read, whatever. And several times I'm like laying in bed reading, feeling very zen and enjoying the quiet and the peace And he comes home from basketball, goes and takes a shower. Perfectly fine, right? (laughs) But when he's done, he leaves the door open and the bathroom fan is on. And it irritates me so much. And it got so bad where one night I, I I wouldn't say I lost it, but I was like, oh my God, can you just turn it off? (laughs) Like definitely a bigger reaction. Um, And he just... It got to a point where my overstimulation got so intense that he was just, he would just look at me like, what is wrong with you? Like literally, are you like mentally okay? (laughs) And he knows I struggle with mental health. Obviously he's very supportive of all of my mental health struggles, but it really got to a point where he was like, are you okay? Like, is is this normal? (laughs) Because when I feel super overstimulated or not anymore but when it got really really bad a couple months ago there was a moment where I was in the kitchen the tv was on my son and him were talking dogs were barking and I literally put my hands over my ears closed my eyes and like scrunched up my face and he was like are you okay like I like I think he thought I was like literally going insane he was like you look like you're about to have like a mental breakdown (laughs) I was like yeah I think I am (laughs) so that's when it got really bad and I was like you know what I'm gonna talk to my therapist about this 
uh, and see if this is normal, if there's like something we can do, like shift my medication or I don't know. So anyways, that I'm just saying it got to a point and a level where I was like, okay, this is now very, very intense and like very much affecting me day to day. So anyways, I'm going to keep going. The washing machine or dryer running, um, the dishwasher running, the air conditioner running, <laughs> all of these noises that existed before kids that are now another overlapping layer of noise. Oh, okay. So then when our neighbors are mowing the lawn or using the blower, the leaf blower, for me personally, I live in an HOA where the lawn care is taken care of for us. And Thursdays is when they come. It is the worst day of the week for me. <laughs> My office faces the front of the house. It's like it's on the front of the house. And if the landscaping guys came and did our house all at once, and all the surrounding neighbor homes all at once, I could handle it. It would be like a one to two hour thing. But no, they don't do it like that. They come and they mow. Then they come and they trim. Then they come and they leaf blow. Like I'm talking about like hours in between. They'll come mow at like 10 a.m. and they're leaf blowing at three or four and they come all the way up to the porch and so then of course the whole time they're near our house the dogs are barking I'm trying to have meetings I mean I literally bought noise canceling earplugs not headphones earplugs because I couldn't take it anymore <laughs> anyway moving on um the neighbor kids outside playing and screaming um, phone notifications. I have turned off all of my phone notifications. Like I don't get Instagram notifications, email notifications, nothing. All I get are phone calls, texts, and that's it. Or like certain apps that I request notifications from. It Okay, I, I need to also say I am diagnosed with ADHD. So I am already very easily distracted and overstimulated. So I did read that if you have ADHD, if you are um, highly sensitive, and there's a special term for that, or if you've had PTSD or struggle with anxiety or your mental health in general, you are more prone to feeling overstimulated. You are more prone to um, your uh, sensory bucket overflowing quicker. So, yeah. Anyways, TV commercials um, or commercial radio commercials in the car. Um, someone said any sports channel on the TV. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. And as football season is approaching, I'm already dreading it. Because let me tell you, my dear husband is in seven or eight fantasy football leagues. That is a shit ton of leagues. Like he basically is MIA during football season. 
And because he's in all these leagues, okay, I growing up thought that you pick a team for basketball, football, whatever sport that you like, right? We live in North Carolina. So for us, it's the Carolina Panthers and they suck. So it really is just such a shame to to follow them. It's painful. Anyways, I don't even care about football, but the one year I did try to care for the sake of my husband, it was just the most disappointing thing to watch. It was so boring and just, ugh. Anyway, um, so because he is in so many leagues, we have three TVs downstairs during football season. We have our big TV that's mounted to the wall. And then he puts two smaller TVs in our built-in shelves. So it basically is like a freaking sports bar. And the volume isn't up on all of them, right? There's only volume on one at a time. But if I try to sit on the couch with him, like I basically just don't sit on the couch during football season because there's nothing for me to do. Like it is sensory overload to the max. Oh, so yes, I completely agree. Um, And the other thing that would happen is if my husband walked away anytime from the living room since we've had a child. So for the past almost three years, if he's watching anything and walks away, I immediately pick up the remote and mute it. Like if I'm in the kitchen or the living room or somewhere near that space and can hear it, I mute it right away because I can't handle it. Like if I am in a room by myself and it's quiet, I don't want to hear your TV. No matter how quiet and low you have the volume, I don't want to hear it. I feel like I could crawl out of my skin. And so he always comes back to the room and he's like, what the fuck? You muted my TV again? Like I left for two minutes. (laughs) I'm like, yes, dude. Yes, you weren't here. I didn't know when you were coming back. It's on mute sorry (laughs) and also like if we go to friends houses and we're sitting in like the living room trying to have a conversation and they have sports playing in the background I have I have I'll admit I have muted it or turned the volume way down and then my husband and the guy friend look at each other like what the fuck what is wrong with her and I'm like I can't concentrate I cannot have a conversation with all this noise and our children are here as well. Like it's too much. When I have like a girlfriend over, which is rare that we like sit out on the patio or something where we might have put on music before, I now either don't put on music or even like if it's my husband and I, we're grilling outside and you know, it can only be instrumental now. There can't be any lyrics or I like it's like I can't, my brain can no longer have two things of input at any given time. And also, my husband, this this just irritates me so much. He will two things. <laughs> Not to like unload and I'm like totally going on topic but off topic here. He will try to show me like TikTok videos or things on YouTube or the news or whatever interesting video he saw that day. He either shows it to me on his phone or he texts it to me, but he is talking over the video to tell me what is going on. And I like snap every time. I'm like, dude, 
video has like people on there telling me what it is or like I need to hear what they're saying like why are you talking over it (laughs) it drives me crazy and likewise he'll have something on the tv that he's just half-ass watching but we'll be like looking through tiktoks and like I had to say like you need to pick one or the other one of them has to be on mute like listen to your tiktoks on silent or mute the tv like it cannot be both it just can't someone else said anything on tv that I'm not actively watching which is pretty much what we just said um husband loudly talking on the phone yes and my husband also paces and that drives me nuts. <laughs> um, okay, so then a really big one, which was the majority of the responses are our dogs or our pets, but primarily our dogs. Anything from them licking themselves when they're cleaning themselves, their nails clicking on the floor when they're whining, when they're loudly slurping water, when they're barking especially right after you got your child down for a nap or or for bed at night when they're rubbing up on us jumping up on our laps um, my dogs personally are always under my feet especially when I'm in the kitchen right because they're hoping I drop some food and yes like one of the top responses was dogs and I have to say I've I've touched on this subject a few times on Instagram and the responses I've never had more responses like like you guys love when I talk about like marriage and relationships after baby and being one and done those are two hot topics for you guys but when I talk about how our relationships with our dogs change I've never had a bigger response um if you haven't heard it I did an entire hour-long podcast episode just specifically to how differently we feel about our dogs after we have a baby. I'll link it in the show notes because it's a very popular episode and if this is something that you struggle with, I highly recommend you give it a listen. Um, and, And along then with how we feel about our dogs comes this huge layer of guilt because they were our babies before we had human babies and so we feel so much guilt and they're really not acting or behaving any differently than they did I mean some dogs do end up being a little bit whinier and clingier and when they're competing for your love and attention with a a real human Um, but in general they haven't changed. It's it's us that changed. So there's this whole layer of guilt, which then goes back to adding to that internal noise, along with the external noise of our dogs being their noisy selves. <sighs> okay, what else? Um, toddler meltdowns, baby or toddler crying. A lot of you said, especially when um, your your child is crying while in the car. I also felt really overstimulated the other day driving in the car in a crazy rainstorm. Like it was just pounding on the car. I and my son was in the back seat trying to very loudly talk to me. I literally couldn't hear him. And then he was getting frustrated and angry with me and talking louder and yelling. And I was just like, oh my God, like please, either the rain stop or you stop, or let's just I just need to get out of this car. <laughs> um 
so many of you also said just a messy house or clutter. Um, a lot of you said just decision fatigue, just having to make too many decisions or too many people asking you questions at once or talking to you at once. Um, we kind of already touched on this, but having a clingy child or like a child holding your legs while you're trying to get stuff done, which again, sometimes you literally have your child clinging to you, like holding onto your leg. Like let's say you're, you're in the kitchen cooking and your dogs are under your feet and you're like, I just need some space. <laughs> um, a couple of you responded with being sticky. Yes. Like all of a sudden there's, there's baby spit up or, or, boobs maybe are leaking you know we catch puke in our hands now (laughs) everything is sticky there are crumbs everywhere there's dog hair everywhere because we don't have as much time to vacuum the house is a mess there's clutter everywhere so yes and so okay maybe I've, I've missed a layer so we have the internal the audible noise and we have the touch, and then maybe we also have the visual overstimulation. I didn't really think about that before. Um, and then you guys said just all the new baby toys that have flashing lights and make noises, or you have the TV on. You know, someone said Ms. Rachel, I love her, but after an hour or so of hearing her high pitched voice, you just want to crawl out of your skin. I kind of feel that my husband and I love Ms. Rachel, but after several months of Ms. Rachel, we kind of needed a little, little break. Um, when you are interrupted by your child, um, and when your kids say mom or why a thousand times a day, yes, my son is in a, in a big why, why this, why that stage of like, Every question has 10 layers of why, and it's just a lot. (laughs) So those were, I would say, the top responses and the, the ones that I also most resonate with. So I'm curious to know how many of these you resonated with and if this makes you feel seen and helps you understand that it is not just you. Being overstimulated is just also balancing everyone's emotions in the midst of your own. The constant pop-up messages basically reminding you that you have too many tabs open and you don't know how to close them all out. Like you are running out of, of mental storage space and you don't know how to close these tabs. Um... You are touched and sounded out to the max and to the point where it gets you to the brink of feeling like you might have a mental breakdown if you don't immediately hear some silence. I know that I felt that way. For me personally, um, my therapist gave me some suggestions to help drown out some of the noise and we actually were able to adjust my medication Um, If that's something you're curious about, I'm happy to share more with you privately offline here. Um, But there is 
a medication that works well with ADHD medication that can help you kind of just, it kind of like just calms your nervous system. It's not, it's not an anti-anxiety medicine. Like I'm already on all of that. Um, it is just something that pairs really well with ADHD meds, um, primarily used for children, but they're finding that it is also effective in adults. So that has really helped me quite a bit. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not here to pushing medication on you because if, if you're not diagnosed with ADHD, no one's going to prescribe this to you anyways. But, um, that's something that definitely helped me on like a, a RX front. Um, <clears throat> but the other thing that I want to talk about here is mom rage. Um, I really never knew what mom rage was until I really looked deeper into this overstimulation for this podcast episode. I've actually had a couple of content creators ask to be on the podcast. And when I asked them what they wanted to talk about, their response was, let's talk about mom rage. And I didn't really know what that meant. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't think that's like the right topic for me. Well, now I think I'm starting to get it. So So, okay, I had to look up what mom rage is. So it says, it is an intense or explosive anger that often feels distinct from other types of anger or rage. This distinction commonly stems from feeling out of control. So the truth about mom rage as an overstimulated mom, from what I read, is it isn't just being an angry mom. It isn't just rage. It is grief. It's anxiety. It's feeling like everyone has a piece of you, but you have zero space for yourself. And it's being touched and sounded out to the max. Right? It's, it's that balancing of everyone else's emotions, of their schedules, um, and just kind of that feeling out of control, that having no control anymore feeling. Um, and it can leave us feeling angry. And I think for those of us that do have some of that more explosive anger, when we're overstimulated, there might be that layer of guilt and shame and almost like being disgusted by ourselves, I want to say, because we might be going into a response that's not really aligned with our values. So just like I practice conscious parenting because I don't want to be reactive to my child the way that my own parents or any of our parents who are very authoritarian were where you do something and it's an immediate reaction from the parent and it is not a good reaction. It is yelling, screaming, hitting, shaming, all the things that perhaps you also experienced as a child. So for me, it's about taking a step back, taking a deep breath, consciously thinking about how I want to handle the situation. And so when it comes to mom rage in regard to being overstimulated, it's the same thing. You might respond in a way not aligned with your values. 
So you might also be someone practicing conscious parenting where you don't want to be reactive. And so when you're overstimulated, you may snap sometimes and have a very reactive response, even though you so consciously always practice not reacting that way. Um, So when you're just trying to do the next thing all the time and just keep, keep your head afloat, you might react and it might not be a thoughtful or intentional reaction. So that is where we just have to keep doing the same thing I do with conscious parenting and just take a pause. Like when I find myself overstimulated now, I pause and I walk away. Like I will tell my husband I'm overstimulated. I need a minute or like I'm I'm going upstairs for 10 minutes. Like it might just be laying on the bed. Just I need silence. Um, and just really become aware of what you're feeling. What are you feeling in that moment? Really sit with your feelings. I've been talking a lot about this. I'm going through a lot of inner child healing and I don't like feeling sad or angry, but I'm learning that if I don't sit with my feelings, I'm going to just keep burying them deep down. And when we feel our feelings, we can repair, we can heal, we can understand the root cause. And once we know the root cause, we can try to change some things. So that's how we can recognize patterns. So pausing with your children, with your partner, is how you can understand and navigate your own emotions. But you need a support system. You need to openly communicate with your partner when you're feeling overwhelmed to the max like you need to offload how you're feeling you may need to offload some of the tasks that you're handling that are just pushing you over the edge you know you might need to request some you time every week or every day at a certain time or at the end of the day right um to let you unwind and have that silence so there's not so many background noises Um, But so from what I read, like, yes, overstimulation can apparently lead to mom rage. And, you know, some other signs of overstimulation can be, like we said, feelings of anxiety, being really irritated or frustrated, um, having a lack of patience, you might have a very difficult time focusing, or that feeling like you might snap at any minute. Um, you know, you'll notice, I'm reading this from a psychiatrist, you you may notice these shifts in your mind or your body or your changes in behavior, um, or experience overstimulation as a range of emotions from distraction and forgetfulness to agitation and anger. So what I'm here to tell you is that it's completely normal. And we all feel it to some degree, just some of us more than others. And it's really hard to find ways to mitigate all the noise. But it's really trying to sit down, you know, with your partner or a friend or a therapist to figure out what you can do to help tune out some of the noise. So like my suggestion of Um, noise canceling earplugs 
great idea. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I have to put the dogs outside because I can't take the barking. You know, they might be out there for 20 minutes. And I'm like, go enjoy the sunshine. Here's some water. I'll bring you back in in 10, 15, 20 minutes. Although then my dog barks outside and I don't know what's worse. <laughs> um, schedule quiet time every day, even if it's just 10, 20 minutes. Prioritize self-care. Walk away. Identify the things that help you decompress. Streamline your decision making. If you have decision fit fatigue, you have to un- offload some of it onto your partner, right? And and they may not do things exactly perfectly to, to your liking, but having help is better than burning yourself out. We cannot do it all. We can't make all the decisions. We can't do all the physical tasks. We can't do all the invisible tasks. We can't do all the thinking and planning. We need help. We need help. And I'm here to tell you that it is perfectly okay and acceptable to need help to ask for help you do not have to do it all you should not do it all because you will get burned out I also want to tell you that it is okay when you're feeling this way to put your kids in front of a screen for a little while or ask them to play in their room by themselves for a little bit or just implement quiet time. It's okay to do these things when you are on the brink of feeling like you're going to have a mental breakdown or snap. It's okay to do these things for you to catch your breath, for you to unwind and to find your footing. In my opinion, and I am not an expert at this, but in my opinion, I think it is far better to plop your kids in front of a screen for 20 or 30 minutes rather than snapping at them and then having to repair your reaction. That's my opinion. You may disagree. That's just what I think. And I'm here to tell you, don't feel guilty if you need to put your kids in front of the screen or doing an independent task or whatever it may be for a little while. Like if that is what you need to be a good mom that day, then that is what you need to do. You need to listen to yourself and do what is best collectively, even if that is screen time. Um, If there's a way to schedule or simplify your days, I highly recommend that too. Um, So it's not easy. It is not easy to eliminate all of these noises. Um, One thing that we did uh, when my son was, you know, when they're babies, they, they have all the flashy noise making toys because they're also like learning through hearing songs and sounds and all these things, right? They need to be stimulated, but it overstimulates us. (laughs) And once my son became a toddler, I was like, no more plastic toys, no more toys that have batteries in them. We're going the Montessori route. We will have lots of puzzles and wooden toys. And I just eliminated all toys that make sounds for the most part. So that was one thing that I personally did that helps. Um, So 
you have to kind of find your own little things that you can tweak day to day to have a little bit more silence and peace and to calm your mind. Something that I say all the time and I doubt anyone actually goes and does it is meditation. Starting a meditation practice is incredible. I use the Insight Timer app. I love it. I have used it for, I want to say 10 years now, if not longer. Um, It's free. There's a paid version, but it's free. There are thousands of meditations and, and you can literally be very specific and look for a certain topic. There are meditations specific to mothers, to being overstimulated, to feeling anxious, inner child healing, so many different themes and topics of meditations. There are courses on there for different things. It's incredible. If you can find 10, 20 minutes out of your day to sit quietly in a room, put on one of these meditations or just work on practicing your breathing, it is incredible. It, I I highly recommend. (laughs) So, um, look into it, see if it helps you. Um, but yeah, and, and, you know, we're so busy, but I think if we can learn to not multitask so much, I think that would be really helpful as well. Um, uh, because I think when we are multitasking, we are more overstimulated and then there's just so much other internal noise, like, especially when you're a new mom not only are you thinking about is my child developing hitting milestones how much should I be feeding them all these questions but you have deeper questions like am I doing this right I feel like I'm failing am I failing you know I want to stop breastfeeding but then I feel like I'm failing my child or I'm doing something wrong we have all these questions and that just adds to that very heavy mental load and that internal noise. And, you know, we have this, this battle of this, this mom guilt and this battle of you finally have a moment to relax, right? Maybe your baby is napping or it's the end of the night, whatever it is. You have a moment to relax, but you know that there are so many other things on your to-do list Or you're laying on the couch wanting to relax and you see the messy kitchen and you're not able to relax because you have that visual stimulation of the mess and the clutter or you just feel guilty relaxing when the house is a mess or when there's things on your to-do list that you feel like you should be prioritizing. Right, So it's like we finally have time to relax so that we can feel less stimulated. And then we feel guilt for relaxing. Like it is, being a mom is this awful spiral. (laughs) Like it's, it's ridiculous. I have started to honestly take time for myself. Like I work from home. I have been going to the pool at lunch. I'm bringing my lunch to the pool, the pool in our neighborhood, right? So it's like a two-minute drive there. And I relax, even though the house is a mess. And I've been telling my husband, because he is far more domestic than me, and I do think it bothers him sometimes that I go and 
do something for myself or peruse Target on my lunch break or whatever. And he's at home, also working from home, and is like doing laundry in between calls, whatever. And I'm off to relax. But I have said to him, like, look, this is what I've realized I need to do for me to feel at ease, to have quiet time, to have me time. Little pockets during the day that I can find for myself, I'm taking them now and I am pushing the guilt as far down as I can because it still comes up. But I really, really try to just I have these, these mental conversations with myself and I'm like, Sandra, you deserve this. You need this. You have this time. Take it. Like the house will get cleaned eventually. But right now you have 20, 30 minutes or an hour to yourself to do what fills your cup. Do that. Right? Like I think that's so important. It's really about retraining our brains and it's not easy. It is all way easier said than done. And then the last thing that I want to leave you with is a quote. Let me find it. Um, I wrote this the other day and I think it's, it might help you. And this is as far as this is about like the mental load and all of the thinking ahead that we do that adds so much internal noise. So As mothers, our minds are always so busy, planning, worrying, hoping, and wishing, consumes us with anxieties, fears, and moments of guilt or uncertainty. Once our head hits the pillow, does your mind begin to ruminate about the day, replaying moments you wish you would handle differently? Does your mind wander busily preparing for tomorrow? I know you feel like you need to be thinking 10 steps ahead constantly. Here's a thought to shift your perspective. This is something that I read and I I just love it. So here we go. You can drive from the east to the west coast in the dark on roads you've never traveled, only ever seeing the next 200 feet ahead with your headlights. That's how we need to approach parenting. These are roads we've never traveled, navigating detours and bumps along the way. But if we trust ourselves, our instincts, and our ability to mother our children, we will arrive at the destination while hopefully also enjoying the ride. I realize that doesn't have a whole lot to do with overstimulation, but I think it does have to do with the mental load of motherhood, the internal noise of thinking a million steps ahead of questioning if we're doing things the correct way of doubting ourselves. And I think we just all need to take a deep breath, quiet our internal noise, have faith in ourselves as mothers, trust our instincts, trust that we're doing it the best that we can with the knowledge and the time that we have and that everything will turn out okay. And and turning off as much external noise as we can by muting the TV, turning it off, <laughs> um, having that quiet time, removing the batteries or throwing out the noisy toys, you know, finding finding time for yourself, turning the bathroom fan off right after your husband got out of the shower and turned it on, 
whatever it might be. If you work from home and the landscapers are there that day, work work from the library. Like I've been renting a room at the library for free and it's been amazing. It's so quiet. <laughs> there are so many other places we can go to work, you know. Um, maybe you peruse Target and you put in your your noise canceling earplugs or headphones and listen to a meditation, you know, find little moments in the day to create silence and peace for yourself, whatever that looks like for you, whatever you can do to silence all of the overlapping noise. So I hope this episode helped you in some way, even if all it did was show you that you are not alone in this and just remember that you are not a bad mom when you have moments where you're overstimulated by motherhood when you want to run away for the day and and have peace and quiet you're an amazing mom and we are all doing the very best that we can if you have time it would mean the world to me if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes i drop a new episode every tuesday morning and if you're enjoying it please share it with your mom friends share about it on instagram um, scroll down rate and review so more moms can find this podcast and our community As always, thank you so much for being here and for spending an hour out of your day with me here on the My Best Mom Friend podcast. Thanks for tuning in. For more, follow along on Instagram at My Best Mom Friend. I'll see you again next time.